0: Hello, and welcome to the 14th episode of Cycles Podcast. Today, we have Derek uh on the show. Uh, for, over four, for over 15 years, Derek has blazed high-impact careers in startups, corporations, governments, and nonprofit organizations that range from $0 failures to $2 billion companies. Uh, and for the last three years, Derek has worked as the co-founder of GSD Venture Studios. Derek, it's great to have you on the show today.
1: Uh, thanks for having me, Jake. Excited to be here.
0: As we, as you know, diving right in, as we talk about GSD Venture uh, Studios, uh, or sorry, GSD Ventures, or yeah, Venture, venture Studios or- Ven- Venture Studios. Okay, Venture Studios. As we talk about GSD Venture Studios, uh, would love to have, uh, you know, uh, a quick intro to all of our listeners of, of what, what that is.
1: Well, GSD Venture Studios, we believe, is the best uh, venture studio in the world that focuses on building artificial intelligence companies. Um, I started it along with my co-founder, Gary Fowler, who's an expert in AI. Um, So we start our own companies, we build our own companies, and more on that, I'm sure, later. And then we also run a 15-week virtual accelerator. We also fund companies directly and believe that we can provide value through IPO, um, using our resources, experience, and our network.
0: Excellent. And so, uh, a number of interesting things to dive into there. Uh, number one is as you host these these virtual cohorts. Uh, yeah. Um. Uh, how many cohorts have you have you? Uh...
1: So, our 15 week virtual accelerator. We've done nine cohorts. We've had over 40 countries come through. Um, the thesis of the accelerator is that intellectual capacity is evenly spread around the world, but opportunity is not. And so the cohorts, 80% of the time are either international companies or international roots. or when they're in the U.S., they're not part of the Silicon Valley bingo card. So in short, Jake, they just don't look like you and I. Um, they look like some of those groups that uh, historically haven't had access to the Silicon Valley bubble.
0: Got it. And for the companies that you usually bring into those cohorts for the accelerator, um, is there any specific verticals or industries that you that you found that you work best with? I know that you just mentioned AI, um, but is it mainly AI? Is that where you primarily spend most of your time?
1: Well, I mean, as you know, AI is really a, a broad category and that's not specific. Um, we really look for companies that are gonna make a dent in the universe. So we're not looking for another Tinder or another organization that's not gonna provide something meaningful. But other than that, we're very much agnostic. So we've had FinTech, MedTech, cybersecurity companies, WorkTech, um, IoT. Um, As long as we feel that we could provide value as an accelerator, we're gonna let that that company in. And quite frankly, we're much more focused on what the team is doing than the mission, and also validating that the tech stack works than necessarily a specific vertical.
0: Got it. And is there a target stage that you try to bring people into the accelerator app?
1: Yeah, and that's a good question. And I think that is another thing that makes our accelerator a little unique compared to to many, is that oftentimes when you hear the word accelerator, you're thinking PowerPoint, pre-seed company. And our accelerator is agnostic to stage. And just to kind of land that point home, we've had companies raise $300,000 in angel capital money, and we've also had them raise 30 million. Um, and so it's not always that broad of a swing, but it does kind of show you when we say that we're agnostic to stage, um, we we certainly are. And again, we're more focused on international companies or companies outside of that Silicon Valley bubble, strong teams, strong technology, um, really agnostic to phase. Because Gary and myself have been a part of, you know, from zero dollar failures to two billion dollar exits, we feel that we have a lot of value uh, to provide those companies across various stages and our network is set up that way as well.
0: And as you talk about exits and failures. Uh, you know, I I don't I don't know if I could I, I don't know which I want to get into the weeds here, but I'm uh, curious with you know what, what is the success rate that you've been able to see out of uh, the accelerator so far?
1: Well, the accelerator were I haven't checked with the last cohort, but we're at about a 50% success rate in terms of companies raising capital. Um, and I, I think that's pretty good. We might be a little bit higher. Um, We've, like I said, we've had over 40 countries go through, we've had one company, a ad tech company, Setka, that was acquired, and we've had many more um, ad customers and partners, I think as an accelerator, both on the company side and on our side, we over index around fundraising. And that's really not our only focus. We really like to take a 360 degree approach and help make the entire company better. So adding customers, partners, revenues, et cetera, has all happened. We've also had um, I2Peer, they're a medical company. They came to us um, seeking a million dollars at a 10 million valuation. They were able to raise the million dollars and now they're raising a second round at $100 million valuation. And so obviously, the founders are putting in a lot of great work and they have a great product. But being able to connect them to a network so they could add a high quality chairman, add millions of dollars in contracts during the accelerator so they could achieve, you know, th- those next objective, close that round and then go out and to raise money. Um, I mean, I think what I'm most excited about the, with the Accelerator is the number of opportunities that we brought to countries, um, you know, I went on another Accelerator's website, which I think is right now has more uh, countries than we have as far as companies that have participated, but I think we're going to pass them up, and I think by the end of the year, we will be the largest accelerator in the world um, by geographic footprint, and that is in line with our thesis about giving everybody an opportunity to pop that Silicon Valley bubble.
0: And as you talk about that bubble, you used to live in that bubble, and mm-hmm. uh, up until recently,
1: yeah. So you know, I I grew up incredibly fortunate. I grew up in Santa Barbara, California, one of the most beautiful places in the world. I had um, a successful dad that was an entrepreneur. My mom has been an entrepreneur and I've been afforded opportunities, Um, but I've traveled around the world, uh, both with GSD. I was in Estonia last week or a couple weeks ago, and I've been to Africa. And then I've also served in the U.S. Army in places like Afghanistan and Iraq. And I've seen that there are people that are less fortunate and don't necessarily have the opportunities. But what I've also learned is it's not that they're any less intelligent. And so I think if you can connect the right resources and the right capital to the right companies, it's not only great for the world, but it's a smart business decision. Because if I need a founder in San Francisco or an engineer in San Francisco, they should should be funded by Andreessen Horowitz um, or they should be working at Google um, because that's where the best talent goes. But what about the ones that are not necessarily there? And I want to find those and build the best companies with those folks. Because we know intellectually it's right. Um and the opportunity is there. So, you know, that's what we've done at GSD Venture Studios, kind of encompassing all the things we do.
0: And so I guess all along that same that same point of of you know the Silicon Valley bubble and and so I know now that you're living in Miami.
1: Yeah, I moved and here six weeks ago.
0: Yeah, and and you know um I'm sure everyone who's is listening or, or who's you know, watching the podcast is seeing, you know, Miami tech week and, you know, a lot of the, uh, it seems like Miami became another, I mean, I think it was always kind of a tech hub, but during COVID, I think it was greatly accelerated in terms of being a tech hub. And, uh, it, would would love to hear as you uh, from someone who had that experience and being in Silicon Valley to someone living in Miami now, uh, what does that look like? Is, is have you noticed any differences between the startup culture uh, or or fundraising cultures?
1: I, I mean, I think it all starts with the fact. Um, I mean, Gary, my partner, and I have this thesis that entrepreneur two dot is decentralized, globally diverse intergenerational teams. And we had this belief before the pandemic and people used to look at us like we were a little nutty. And now people shake their heads and say like, yeah, of course. So I think if you start with this idea that you no longer have to be in the same room as someone, and it's actually a competitive disadvantage if you require that. Um, and then you think about, well, where can you live that has lower taxes and where can you live where it's internationally accepting like miami is and where can you live where if i turned around and showed you over my shoulder it would be a beautiful picture of the ocean Uh, and i think i'm not the first one to notice this and then you add in this element that the city as a whole has decided to be pro-crypto and when you bring the crypto crowd you bring a lot of things with them to support it notably capital so with crypto comes capital and with capital comes investors and when investors come that brings creates this kind of flywheel effect where now more companies want to come so i i just think that there's a, a lot of things that um could possibly be controlled by the state of California and some could not um the reality is i don't think california is going to ever disappear um the bay area has two phenomenal universities that will continue to produce top talent those large companies can't just get up and move they can try to compete from a uh you know, a hybrid or uh, a remote workforce perspective, but they're still gonna be there. And that's still gonna draw talent and a lot of excitement. Um, but I think there's gonna be a a lot of uh, competition, both from places like Miami and Austin and from around the world. And I will just say personally, I'm still gonna spend just a hair less than half my time in California, so my taxes are right, but I will be there a lot. And I think a lot of people are taking that position.
0: As someone who lives in Reno, uh, that is a story that is, uh, you hear time and time again, (laughs) people living, living over, over the border just enough to be full, uh, or to be, um, Nevada citizens, but, uh, spend a lot of time back in the Bay area on, uh, when, when they're not here. Um, great. So, uh, I, I guess you know you moving moving forward uh one of the the things that I'm really excited about to talk about in this podcast is the joint venture uh or the partnership uh that uh, Cycle and GSD Ventures uh, Venture Studios uh are 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 working together to form and that is GSD Dev and so uh you know uh, I know this was uh and so this was an idea that you had brought up, and I'll I'll let you dive into it more in a second. Uh, but we we were on a call, we were, we were showing you or giving a demo of cycle, we were talking about like, hey, this is you know what we built, et cetera. And then during that call, you're like, we've been actually thinking about building something similar to this because we have this problem. <laughs> and so it just ended up being this really good fit. And um, and so so with GSD dev going live today. Uh, you know, I'd like to spend some time, like, let's talk about, you know, how the idea came or how how it started, uh, what problems we're solving and, and, and go on from there.
1: Yeah. I mean, first of all, Jake, as you know, but just for everybody else's benefit, we could not be more excited to be launching GSD dev today and also launching it with such an amazing company. Uh, like Cycle.io and it's an incredibly important milestone in my career and Gary's career to get this company off the ground because we think it's going to solve a very meaningful problem for our portfolio of 80 plus companies and growing and also for companies around the world that are really struggling with this kind of fairly new role called devops and it first came to our attention because we've had you know dozens of portfolio companies struggle with the devops role because in some ways it sounds like it should be so simple, um, but in other ways it's not. And, you know, there's several challenges that, that we encountered, uh, especially before we found out about Cycle, um, including companies really struggling with Kubernetes. Um, I read a study that 93% of companies have struggled to integrate with Kubernetes. I will tell you intuitively and in my own anecdotal knowledge, every company that I've ever t- spoken to about Kubernetes has had a challenge one way or the other. I don't hear a lot of people rating about using Kubernetes. The other challenge is that it's really hard to find DevOps engineers that are very high quality. Um, and it takes a lot of attention away from your engineering work. So the more time and attention that you're putting into hiring high quality engineers for DevOps are really not going towards you know making your product better. Uh, of course, if you can ship code efficiently and better, there's a necessary for that, but it doesn't necessarily make your product better than your competitors. and so There's been this huge tug of war that we've come across where there's not enough DevOps engineers, the technology and tools that are available have either been very, very difficult to use, or on the other side of the pendulum, they're like overly simple, and you can't build something meaningful on top of it, which is part of our thesis at GSD. And so, you know, those were the the challenges and, you know, Gary and I got together and said, Hey, we're, we're entrepreneurs. We know how to build companies. Let's start GSD Dev and build the next generation of DevOps services. So companies can focus on building that meaningful platform and we could use our GSD mantra to help companies get stuff done, help them get code shipped um, efficiently and effectively. So that was like what the problem was and how we set out. And then I'll pause, and then I met you. Um, But (laughs) So, and I'll kind of, if you want me to, I can kind of delve into how the partnership worked, but I wanted to, I know I was a little long-winded, so I wanted to give you a chance.
0: Yeah no um so it was, it was it was neat because I believe Carl from our team had reached out to you and uh you know as 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 we've talked about a number of times you know Cycle and Venture Studios have always just had a good fit for each other but um so as we were going through that or you know those initial conversations um of just Cycle plus you know GSD Venture Studios before it became the, where you sorry before it transitioned to where you began talking about how this was such a such a significant need to you that you started thinking about building something similar to Cycle before all of our gears started kind of uh, uh, started started grinding away and it's like well how can we how can we work together and and uh, turn this into something because like at the same time uh, at, at the same time as we started diving through the use cases for for your portfolio companies and things we started kind of noodling on our end and we're like. Well, there's a lot of companies that come to Cycle and they don't have DevOps teams, right? There's a lot of these companies that come to Cycle and they have really, really talented uh, engineering teams. They're they're building really, really cool products, but they, you know, it's it's the point that you already made of it is hard to find good DevOps talent these days, right? Um, And so it was one of those things where it was, you know the use cases that you were describing followed by or combined with the use cases that we started realizing that existed that I think together just ended up where it's like, this is a, a partnership that is just makes so much sense uh, as we have companies that are coming to Cycle and saying, Hey, we'd love to use Cycle. We've been burned by Kubernetes or we've been burned by Heroku or any of these other platforms. And they're looking for a solution that allows them to uh, deploy aff- uh, effectively, deploy efficiently and still own their infrastructure in the process and be multi-cloud in the process as well. Um, by pairing all those together with with you know the the, the DevOps and, and engineering teams that we that are being built around GSD Dev, it's one of those things where it's really it, I think it's going to be really empowering to a lot of these companies to be able to say, hey, you have your core teams, excellent, but if you need to augment those teams, or you know maybe maybe you need DevOps talent, but you don't need DevOps talent that is full time. Uh, GSD Dev being a, a solution for that is is something that we're really excited to be able to uh, continue. To, or We're really excited to be able to roll out and introduce to uh, you know companies that we uh, encounter all the time that have these those same needs.
1: Yeah, and what you know I'm most excited about just kind of intellectually too, just because you know I love this stuff. Um, is you know if I was going out to build something that worked alongside an electric car. You know, there's one company I would go to, which is Tesla. You know, I I wouldn't think like I could build Tesla better than Tesla. You know, and good luck to all those other companies trying to do that. But, you know, you are, Cycle is the Tesla of DevOps platform software. You guys are the best in the business. So when I came across Cycle.io, it's like, of course, we're not gonna build this from scratch. One, it would take us years to figure out how to do this as good as what Cycle's done. It would cost a lot of money, probably millions of dollars. And to me, it just made a lot more sense to combine our best in human class DevOps engineers with your best in class software, you know, this is what Kathy Arc calls cobots, the combination of the best humans and the best technologies working together. And you know, that's what I'm so excited to to show everybody. And when this becomes a hundred million dollar opportunity, you know, I think it's a great use case because I think too often people think you have to build something from scratch or you have to buy it or you have to copy it when there are other ways to to come together and provide a great opportunity to the world. And that's what we're gonna do. Yeah, and I mean, it's something that, it's always,
0: for, for, for an engineer like me, it's always a difficult line to walk, right? Uh, because one of the things that Cycle, or let's say one of the things that differs about Cycle versus a lot of the other companies in the space is that we did go down to the bottom and build from scratch, right? Because at the time that we did that, it was you had Kubernetes and Docker. but I, I've always been of the belief of vertical stack integration, right? Mm-hmm. As you talk about Tesla, right? Uh, Tesla, SpaceX. It's one of the things that Elon always built a lot of his companies around is that if you can control the vertical stack, you're able to uh, you're able to innovate quickly because you don't rely on third parties for everything, right? And so one of the issues that I had with both Docker and Kubernetes, is when you have the influence of, I mean, this is more of Kubernetes at this, at this point, but with Kubernetes, we have the influence of all these huge Fortune 500 companies pulling in their own direction. You end up with kind of a really fragmented, complex, overly messy kind of approach. And we wanted to get back and, and say, hey, our goal with Cycle is not to solve every single use case, but to provide a high enough ceiling that companies can build whatever they want to build. And we can give them enough tools and a solid enough foundation for them to get started, right? Like our goal is not to solve every use case, but by having that solid foundation allows them to get started. And then we can open the doors for them to, you know, expand that further, right? And so, um, as I was saying, it's always one of those difficult things for me as an engineer to say, um, like you know whether you build from scratch or whether you you build on top of something else and and at the time when we were building cycle there wasn't that alternative. well and i think
1: i think you also made the right move um a hundred percent and the reason you made the right move is because this is what other engineers are going to respect and like about you and it's part of your unique value proposition um my only point was you've already nailed the entire supply chain, and it doesn't make sense to try to just copy it. Um, and of course, you'll have competitors that will try to reinvent it. But you know, you already have dozens of enterprise users that are loving what you're doing. So good luck trying to catch Cycle. Yeah, I mean, I
0: mean, that's that's exactly it, right? Like we we spent five years building Cycle before we started bringing in revenue. And uh, I, th- I mean, I think you and I have chatted about this before, but yeah, uh, it's it's one of the reasons why Cycle uh didn't bring in VC money uh as we were building the company in the early days because we we're like we we kind of made the bet we were like all right is there any company out there sorry is there any VC out there that would back a company if you told them hey revenue you're not gonna see revenue for five years right because we're gonna build from the ground up. And so it was It was a unique approach, but now we've gotten to a position today where the company's very stable, right? Like, and I think that's one of the things that uh, it also really resonates between uh, the two of us from our previous conversations, is that like right now with all this economic risk and all these hardships happening, that, you know, we're, we're we're moving back to a time where uh, investors, founders, etc. Everyone's coming back to looking at is this a real business or not, yeah. right? Not just is this purely an idea that is just a hype, another you know bump in the the hype wave, right? And and so with cycle like. Yeah, we've been able to keep very focused on uh, on our our, our end goals, but by being focused on those end goals and building a proper business, we've been able to create a platform and, and, and as you say, solve that supply chain that allows Opportunities like this GSD dev opportunity to really make a lot of sense, um, and so it's one of the things that I'm I'm really excited for for uh, as as again we, we launched launch today uh, is is there's there's a lot of things that I think we'll we'll see come from this uh, over the over the next coming years.
1: Yeah, no, it's exciting,
0: and so um, for anyone who wants to learn more about GSD dev. Uh, we also got a really cool domain. Uh, <laughs> we
1: did, didn't we? <laughs> we did.
0: Uh, if, if you if you if you want to drop it,
1: oh, just it's gsd.dev. Gsd.dev.
0: Uh, and I I always love three letter domains. Yeah. But um, but yeah, so uh, as, as we talk about GSD.dev, um and you know the the efforts that are, are going into to taking that live and and, and things um, or not not live but and ramping it up. Um, so uh, you've been able to already assemble a team of really talented experienced DevOps engineers uh, you know I think it'd be awesome to to share what that experience has been like of get, of bringing those DevOps engineers, uh, getting them involved uh, with, with, with our listeners.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the first thing for people to understand is as a venture studio, we have quite a big portfolio of companies that are actively using DevOps. And this is before the existence of GSD Dev and You know, it started with, as I said, like, how do you find DevOps and we're hiring them individually. But then we learned if we could aggregate DevOps for our portfolio companies, there would be value there and an arbitrage where we could save money. So a lot of this is similar to the AWS story where AWS built it, Amazon built it for themselves. And then they said, why don't we sell this to other people? and so in a lot of ways we're doing the similar thing so we've had experienced devops guys working on very complex ai companies so we have a medical tech product that uses ai and sensors to monitor the elderly um it's a b2b company um and so we've worked on companies like that we have uh, an AI image recognition that is image recognition, thermal recognition, sound recognition, all on a single Google-like search platform. So definitely guys that have a lot of experience, not only working on our portfolio companies, but working as a group together. And so we're super excited to now bring their talents to the rest of the world with GSD Dev. And so actually on on that
0: note, you know, we, we spent a lot of time talking about DevOps, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess we, we shouldn't, we shouldn't dilute the, the development part of that either. Um, and being able to have companies that are coming to Just Dev and, you know, maybe they, maybe they need DevOps, but maybe that timeline for DevOps is two months down the road. They're still in development mode today. Yeah. Um, and by, be able, by being able to accent even their development teams with uh, you know, GSD devs development teams, uh, as you were just mentioning, uh, there's a lot of value that can come out of that as well. Um, and as as we, I, I know that you know uh, we've had a number of conversations around pricing models and things like that. Um, maybe that's a good thing for us to 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 to, to talk about as well um, for our. our, our uh, for our listeners, I, I know that the goal here was uh, a pricing model that was flexible enough that it was an augmentation of a team without a companies having to worry about like, like, I mean, obviously GSD dev would not make sense if it was the same cost as bringing on another full de- time dev hire because a company would just for the most part, probably do that anyway, right? But being able to have this really good team of uh, developers and then DevOps engineers, and then being able to have, uh, or, you know, be able to give companies access to that team at a cost that makes sense for, you know, probably most of the market, um, was very important to us.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm a big believer in your pricing should fit on a three by five card and it should be very simple to understand. But at the same point in time, this is a very important function for companies. So there has to be some level of flexibility. And so we built a platform where people can start with just 10 hours of DevOps that they can have for a month. And then there's different options if based on what they want the SLA to be and how much they want us to be available, if they need 24 seven, or if they just need Monday through Friday. And then certainly we wanna be able to also help the complex companies that need much more than 10 hours and set up uh, an 80 hour package for them. And then we also, some companies might say, hey, I don't know if it's 10 or 80 or 800 hours Um, because we're, you know, a large organization um, and we have a customized enterprise platform for them. And so we really do believe that we can help the range of companies from the ones that haven't hired their first DevOps person yet to, hey, we have a huge, fully functional DevOps team that we would like to augment so as an organization, we can be much more focused on building things that customers want than having a huge team using Kubernetes um, that is not really adding to the OKRs of the organization. And you know, we think we can really take a slice out of that market. We're not going. We're not existing for every single company on this planet but we think there's a lot of organizations that can help that we can help and you know we're really excited to start doing that today it's it's i'm
0: excited uh there's there's a lot of things that come up can that can uh that can come of this um, and so as, as we begin to wrap up today's podcast, um, if for people who want to uh, learn more about you, learn more about GSD, uh, follow you online, uh, what social media profiles are you on? What's your username? Uh, if, if people are interested in uh, the GSD Accelerator, uh, how can they get more information about that?
1: So the, the GSD website is gsdvs.com. Uh, GSD stands for Get Shit Done venture studio. So gsdvs.com. I'm on all the social media platforms. Derek Dinstonfield, I'm D Dinstonfield on Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn, etc. What I will tell everybody is that I will help everybody or anybody all that I can and if I can't, I'll find a person to um to help you. So don't be hesitant to reach out. I've been in a variety of situations and i don't want you to make the same mistakes i have
0: and that is something i know that you and i have only known each other for what six seven weeks now something it was like right <laughs> after you moved to miami that we had our first conversation yeah um that's but wild. but already that's already that's true and i actually didn't know that gsd stood for get shit done uh but i i appreciate that and it so describes your personality uh because like there's been times where we've been on calls and and i mean i think uh, what was it two weeks ago or last week even where we were we, we were we like, just got right, shit well, done you know, yeah we were really like did. all right hey we, we have the landing page ready let's let's get it fucking live yeah and it was it was just i mean we I mean, the call started as a planning meeting and 20 minutes later we had infrastructure running we had the website live we had everything ready to go and i mean it was well, a 20 minute time span that we just, we just went from, all right, screw planning this. We're not going to, we're not going to worry about the planning. We're just going to do. And, uh, so, so the, the, the get shit done it definitely describes, uh, describes your personality. And I, I really appreciate it. And and one of the things that I'm really excited about, uh, GSD dev with is, uh, I think it's a, another commonality between the both of us of there's just so much things to do. Uh, obviously you don't want to boil the ocean, but there's so many things to do that getting it done sometimes is the most important thing
1: well and there's been this huge movement you know with like agile and scrum like many years ago and it's like what we think is we could bring the get shit done mantra into devops and allowing companies to focus on what they want and we'll help them get the shit done help them get it live and we think that Yes, it's, it's a DevOps as a service company, but we also think it's a culture and a mantra that we could also help bring to organizations across the world. And we could not be more excited to be doing it with Cycle.io. I, I mean, <laughs> it's, it, I, I,
0: I feel like I'm a broken record at this point, but <laughs> I mean, again, I, I'm excited. It launches today. If anyone who's watching, listening to this is curious, uh, you know, check out GSD.dev and you know you'll see you'll see uh the the, uh, the landing page it has a lot of information on it uh you know keep 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 checking it out from time to time i'm sure that as time goes on we'll get more information on it um and and yeah if you if you if if you're a company that needs devops support uh feel free to reach out to derek or myself um and and we'll make it happen we'll get shit done we'll get shit done that's what we we'll did all right. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in. Uh, if you uh, if if you are unaware, you can find uh, the video for this podcast on YouTube, uh, on uh, the Cycle Platform YouTube channel, um, but is also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Um, so. Uh, there might be a fourth one, but I don't remember at this moment. But anyway, uh, Derek, it's been great having you on the, the show. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's somewhere somewhere in the links. But yeah, Derek, it's been great having you on the show. Um, and, and looking again, looking forward to this joint opportunity.
1: Awesome, me as well.